0: Hello everyone and welcome to Ashley Speaks Up. This week we're going to be talking about the seesaw method, or seesaw analogy, and why that is very important for your relationship to thrive. So here we go. My name is Ashley and my partner is in recovery for addiction. It's hard to find others like myself, but we're out there with a story to be heard. This is mine and this is Ashley Speaks Up. All right. So like I said this week we're going to be discussing the seesaw analogy. <laughs> I don't know, I guess you could call it the seesaw method, but the seesaw analogy and that is basically how I describe, you know, relationships in terms of, you know, both of you getting better, both of you recovering, both of you doing your part to make sure the re- the relationship thrives and succeeds. So for that, imagine that you have a seesaw Okay, this is just like one of those basic wooden toys that you see like at a park that kids play on. Okay, just a little balancing thing. You know, one side goes down, the other side goes up, etc. Okay, so imagine now that the laws of physics don't apply. (laughs) And you are able to tie down both ends of the seesaw to the ground, okay? Or imagine that they both have weights on them. Okay, so that is your relationship when both partners are not in recovery and they are not doing anything to you know help their recovery or to start their recovery it's just not going well okay so imagine then that one partner decides to recover okay so that's like one end of the seesaw getting the weight taken off okay so little by little they are eventually able to get off the ground okay so the point is that when you have a relationship and only one person recovers or starts the recovery or starts working on their personal development or starts working on themselves to handle their emotions better or takes accountability for their actions, that's really good for the person that does that, but the relationship still can't really thrive. You know, like it it's just not going to work because things are still out of balance. So. Only when both sides of the seesaw get to a place where they can both be without the weights, that's when the relationship can actually function as it's supposed to, because then both sides are without the weights. The seesaw can naturally go the way it's supposed to, up and down, in balance, maybe a little out of balance, because the point is that even when you guys both work on your recovery even if you know you guys are both doing great you, you guys will have times where it's equal i mean at least this is how it is for my relationship there'll both be times where you know things are equal and we're both doing good there will be times when i'm not doing as good but he is and it'll flip and it'll be like that constantly you know that's just how things are we just go through cycles But it's a healthy kind of cycle. Even if we have low moods or times of struggle, we're still working on our recovery all the time. All the time, we're always working on that. It's only if we stop completely and we both just sink back into how things were before, that's when the weights come back. But as long as you're still working, you know, towards a common goal, towards a better future, toward better days, that's what matters. So, I don't know. That's just my little analogy of how I've seen things play out and stuff. Like, it could work different for you. I don't know. That's just how I, like I said, see things from my perspective in my relationship. Because there were times in the past where, you know, I would be doing well and he wasn't. And then it really, like, I would just sink back to where I was too and then it would get even worse. Or like, this is what happened most commonly, so he would be, you know, in active addiction, things were going terrible for both of us, and then he would go away to rehab, and then I would have this, you know, sense of independence, I would have, you know, this sense of, oh, wow, things are getting better for him, and then I would start working on myself, and then, you know, he'd only be gone for 30 days and we you know it would be you know great because he was getting better and i was getting better and i would work on myself and read books and and journal and go to bed on time and you know wake up feeling so rested and amazing and you know i had no stress and things just got better every day and then he would come back and then i'd be like oh well you know i don't have to work on that stuff anymore because he's back now and you know things are going to be fine like you know i did the work for 30 days and things are going to be perfect you know like everything's perfect everything's fine and yeah things were not fine because not only would you know he would come back and then he you know life would set in and you know he wasn't on a schedule because he had to go back to work or this or that so then he would stop you know going to meetings or whatever and then I would stop doing my stuff so then all the things that he wasn't doing would bother me and then on top of just you know me not working on myself and not being able to handle my emotions and handle you know the things that triggered me and then it would just become a giant mess and then he would go back into active addiction and then it would just you know that's the cycle for us at least so (laughs) and uh so that's that's the thing too is that you know it was always a negative cycle you know we talked about it in therapy before where you know I never like to think that anything I did was a trigger for him or I would never be the cause of anything and I'm actually you know I know I'm not you know didn't cause it can't cure it can't control it however I do know that I do have a role to play in you know things just not going well as a whole you know like I would be too overbearing or I would be too too much playing the detective and always analyzing everything and like like i said obviously i didn't cause his addiction and i didn't i can't cause him to relapse but i can do things that make it uncomfortable that just adds to everything else you know that would make it a better environment to relapse and i do understand that and so yeah it just had to take one of the last times you know for me to really realize it like it wasn't necessarily just the last episode Or the last relapse but it was kind of a culmination of things like things just got so out of hand and like you know it was just constant using and this and that and everything and i was just like why why is why are things not getting better why is everything getting worse and worse and worse and worse and like the cycles of you know active addiction to recovery or whatever would just get so small and i was like why is this happening like why you know why is it so intense this time and so it just finally pushed me to be like, okay, you know what, I <laughs> I can't do this. Like th- this is just not working. It's not working how things are right now. Like something has clearly got to change. And it did on both ends. You know, like I didn't control anything that he did, but I did get to a point where I was like, okay, I can't do anything for him, but I'm going to work on myself and I got to keep doing it like a lot. I can't stop when he comes back. I can't stop. I can't imagine like, oh, he's going to be back in 30 days and whatever. I'm just going to like focus. Day after day, and make sure I need to do what I need to do because clearly what I'm doing right now is not working. And so, as I got to that place, I felt more confident in myself and my decisions. And, you know, I got to a place where I was able to make boundaries and stick with them because I would do that in the past too. I would make boundaries and then I would, you know, be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's fine, you know, whatever. I would go back on them. But no, I stuck with them. And it was really hard because I felt like A bad person. I felt like I was mean. I felt like I was uncaring. I felt like I wasn't supportive. But, you know, he's actually come to me and talked to me about it, you know, like now, looking back on it. And, you know, I feel like he appreciated it, you know, because he realized that it was just, it wasn't going to end well if I didn't, you know, make the boundaries so that he would have you know less of a chance of continuing on so yeah it was a very intense time <laughs> so once I got to the place where I was you know continuing on with my development you know reading books reading my Narnon, al books going to meetings and doing a bunch of stuff outside of that because while the program is really great I love it I you know attribute it to a lot of my success and how I'm feeling and stuff. There was always extra things that I wanted to do, extra things, and I couldn't really find anything in our little community. So I would just kind of branch out to basic personal development books or just individual topics that I was struggling with. But as I continued with that, you know, I would get stronger every day. I got more um, sure of myself every day, and you know, like it, it just it made things so much better, you know. And then he was doing the same thing, you know. He was in a facility and he was getting better every day, stronger every day, you know, better able to adapt to certain situations and stuff, and it didn't end up being 30 days, you know, it didn't end up being 30 days, I was kind of preparing myself for it to be longer than 30 days, because normally, I'd be like, oh, 30 days, that's long enough, I want him to come home now, but, you know, back then, I was like, no, like, that's obviously not working, it needs to be, you know, as long as possible, so then, um, yeah, it ended up being a while, so, (laughs) and then he moved into a sober living, and then, uh, so he's still in a sober living right now, and I mean, it gets hard, because, you know, we miss him and everything, but I think that it was really needed for both of our, you know, advancements and both of our recoveries, so yeah, so now I would like to say that we are in a pretty good normal seesaw dynamic, (laughs) because like I said, we both have our moments where we are up and down, you know, having low days, having better days, you know, but we are still functioning. There's nothing that's static, you know, and neither one of us is weighted down to our side. So that's, you know, essentially what I wanted to talk about, you know, personal development, making sure that your relationship is thriving under the right conditions, because it takes two people, you know, to be in a relationship. It's not like a relationship with someone else, and it's just you like you can't be the only one so i hope that you learned something from this i hope that my analogy made sense <laughs> i hope that you kind of see my point and like i said the goal is to have both people in the relationship do the work it's not just your partner's responsibility to do the work because they're the one who has addiction issues you have just as much work to do as them because it takes two you know like it it takes two people constantly working towards thriving and success and being better and developing and growing for the relationship to succeed. So I hope that you learned something from this. And I hope that, like I said, my analogy made sense. <laughs> well, guys, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next week and keep an eye on our social media pages to find out what we'll be discussing. Also, subscribe to the show and the blog at ashleyspeaksup.com. See you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll leave you with this quote. Okay, so this quote I believe I used in my video, but I don't really know who said it. I think it's one of those quotes that just, you know, have been passed down so many times that the author is just erased. But it's consider how hard it is to change yourself and you'll understand what little chance you have in trying to change others. Bye, guys.